<clears throat> Good evening, everyone. This is Friday, June 16th, 2023. It is 8.58 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we come to you once again from the WCWUS HQ here in Trinity, North Carolina, as we get set to bring you episode number 1,311 of the Mothership broadcast of the WCWS radio network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com, as well as a 2022 WCWS Hall of Fame inductee. This is, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinchell back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. We will, of course, start things off with our wrestling news and views here segment, of course, filling in for our 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team, King Ice, who is, of course, King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith and the Iceman, Jared D. Girolamo will be, of course, our friends at 411mania.com. Also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be providing you with tonight's wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report, as I'll be bringing it here to you at the beginning of our program. And also, towards the end of our program, it will be brought to us by the godfather of soul himself, Mr. Justin Lewis Fleming. We, of course, hope to hear from Justin, as well as, of course, many others here, of course, here tonight. However, if you wish to chime in, on anything and everything that we have to talk about here, of course, here this evening. Please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID, 138055-POUND, the magic six numbers. And press that one, ladies and gentlemen, if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here, of course, here this evening. Of course, as we said, in addition to our news and views and history and birthdays tonight we'll be bringing you of course our personal thoughts and opinions about <clears throat> about uh tonight's episode of wwe smackdown of course as the road to money in the bank does continue also of course ladies and gentlemen we'll be we'll be of course uh talking about anything that uh given our personal thoughts and opinions on tonight's episode of aw rampage as we get one day closer to the debut of AEW's newest television sensation, of course, AEW Collision, and of course, the return of a very uh, infamous and controversial superstar. We all know who we're, that we're talking about. Plus, ladies and gentlemen, of course, this, the day has finally arrived. I will be officially be be I will officially <clears throat> be able to provide to you. The winners, of course, of our first of our spectacular six-way prediction title challenge that, of course, started all the way back in right, right before Memorial Day last month, all the way through, of course, last Friday night, of course, with Impacts Under Siege, as well as Night of Champions, <clears throat> NXT Battleground, AEW Double or Nothing, also, of course, the... Uh, <clears throat> Also, of course, the uh, NWA's Crockett Cup and, of course, last Friday's Impact Against All Odds event. We will, of course, let you know as to who will be, of course, receiving what in terms, of course, of uh, title opportunities. And we'll be, of course, and, even, and we will be, of course, hopefully this weekend posting those matches on our page, uh, WCW US Trivia Championship Series down the Golden Path. 
We will, of course, ladies and gentlemen, keep you informed of that. As well as, of course, who did, of course, pull, who did pull, receive, of course, the most votes. Um, and, and, of course, during our uh, big heavenly King of, the, King of the Ring tournament that, of course, <clears throat> culminated with the win in a seven-person battle royal that was won by the legendary Latino Heat himself, Eddie Guerrero. And also, of course, any other, of course, personal thoughts and opinions and other stories coming to us from our any any of our incoming panelists here, of course, tonight, we'll definitely be hearing from them as well. It is now 9.03 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, ladies and gentlemen. As we said, this is Friday, June 16th, 2023. Good to have you here, of course, here with us here tonight on episode 1311, of course, of Revolution. Let us not waste any time at all, ladies and gentlemen. Let us, of course, get right to the action as we will, of course, start things off, ladies and gentlemen, as we always do with our wrestling news and views. And for that, ladies and gentlemen, we will proceed directly to 411 Mania. And, of course, I pull that up. I will go ahead and point out here, too. I will go ahead and point out that, of course, the radio network, as always, thanks our friends at 411 Mania for allowing us to, of course, read their stories on all of our shows. Of course, in addition to right here on Revolution, also, of course, on Wolfpack, Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, Power Hour, WCWS This Morning, as well as Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and also, of course, on Sports Machine. And also keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, throughout 2023, we, of course, of course, maybe one step closer to getting some of our programs back up and going here uh, very, very soon. <clears throat> and, of course... 411 Mania will definitely be a big time um, will we'll of course will of course like I said uh, will of course ladies and gentlemen be a integral part of course of, of our of, of new episodes of course of our other programs our first story Our first story as Jeremy Thomas posts this story here tonight as Samoa Joe previews a match at AEW for AEW Collision and also talks about the issues regarding CM Punk and the Elite. Samoa Joe is set to compete on the debut of AEW Collision in a six-man tag match opposite CM Punk, and he recently talked about Punk's issues with the Elite and more. Joe spoke with Sports Illustrated for a new interview promoting, of course, Collision, and here are some highlights. On the divide between the two sides, Joe says, this isn't a divide, it's an argument between men. All those dudes don't represent the entire genre of their generation. They have their own issues and their own problems. I don't think it's that deep. They're grown. They're grown men. They have disagreements. They can figure it out or not. That's between them. On Puck's history of being controversial, Joe says, "I understand the nature of the beast. It's not a beast that's that's easily tamed. So color so color me unsurprised. I don't lie to myself and think that everybody acts the same way. People that have their own in, interpretations of things. So color me unfazed." 
The guy's my friend. He's been my friend for years. I have a lot of respect for him. But I understand the nature of the beast. I know what to expect. And also talking about their six-man tag match tomorrow night on Collision. Joe says, we've always competed to have the best match of the night. And that's what we're still competing to do. It was our ambition that brought us together. We were two young gentlemen who believed we were the best in the world and that we could take it to anybody. That was evident in the young versions of both of us, and it's manifested to where we are, to where we are, of course, uh, today. So, so we will, of course, see how that will turn out. Of course, as we said, there will be a six-man tag match tomorrow night, of course, here on Collision. Of course, on one side of the coin will be CM Punk. And on the other side, of course, uh, on the other one of their three opponents will end up being, of course, uh, Samoa Joe. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here tonight. As Gunther says, breaking Honky Tonk Man's Intercontinental Championship record would be a great accomplishment. Gunther's about 80 days away from breaking. The Honky Tonk Man's record for longest intercontinental title reign, and he recently weighed in on the possibility. The Imperium leader has been champion for 371 days, with Honky Tonk Man's record at 454 days. Gunther spoke with Rick Uchino on Cincy 360 and was asked what breaking about what what would was asked what breaking the record would mean to him. Of course, Gunther did say this was, of course, obviously, ladies and gentlemen, per, uh, sorry about that, per Fightful. It would be obviously a great accomplishment, maybe the biggest accomplishment in my career to that date. But also, there's still some time to go, and I try to focus on what's right in front of me and make the best out of that situation. I don't try to get caught up in the future with what ifs and what could happen, even though it's not that far away. Gunther concluded, I think once it's all said and done, I'll be able to lean back and enjoy it a little bit. It would be very rewarding and a big accomplishment. Now, ladies and gentlemen, of course, where I just read this story here uh, from uh, the Cincy uh, 360, of course, from iHeartRadio, as, of course, they as uh, I always said, Rick Uchino, of course, interviews the Intercontinental Champion Gunther. Uh, you can, of course, ladies and gentlemen, play this from this same page where I just read this story. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here tonight. As Braun Breaker says, his father's comments to Giselle Shaw aren't a reflection of him. Braun Breaker briefly addressed his father Rick Steiner's transphobic comments toward Giselle Shaw during a new interview. As you may recall, Steiner was disinvited from WrestleCon over Wrestle 38 weekend after he allegedly shouted comments towards Shaw calling her a man a piece of trash, filth, and more on the floor of the convention during the first day of the show, a day that also happened to be International Transgender Day of Visibility. He also allegedly used a homophobic slur in relation to another Impact roster member. Breaker spoke with Under the Ring for a new interview 
interview, and during the appearance, he was asked about his father's comments. Breaker told Phil Strum, and this was per Wrestling Junkie, yeah, I, yeah, you know, I appreciate the question. I cannot speak for my father, but that's not a reflection of me and who I am and what I'm about. According to Shaw at the time, other legends who were at the convention watched and did nothing, but her Impact Wrestling peers stood up for her. Impact released a statement that weekend of support for Shaw, which read, Impact Wrestling stands in full support of at Giselle Shaw 08 and, and the LGBTQ plus community. We are saddened by the incident Friday afternoon at WrestleCon in Los Angeles and hope everyone can learn and be better from it. Thank you to the millions worldwide who have read Giselle's statement and showed full support for her. Particular thanks go to the organizing staff of WrestleCon as well as the Impact roster and crew who all handled an ugly situation with the utmost professionalism. And of course, as we said, ladies and gentlemen, Rick Steiner was actually invited from, was not even supposed to be a part of that show, but to my understanding, he was invited by someone. And now, of course, he is banned for life because of what he said to, as we say, because of what he said towards Giselle Shaw. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here tonight as the opening theme has been revealed for AEW Collision. Tony Khan has licensed music from a pop rock legend for the opening theme of AEW Collision. Khan announced on Friday that Elton John's 1973 hit Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting will serve as the theme song for the show, which will debut, of course, tomorrow night on TNT. Khan did write the following. It's official. Our opening theme for Saturday night, hashtag AW Collision on TNT, is Saturday night's, Saturday night's All Right for Fighting by Sir Elton John. While at Fulham FC and at Wofford FC will never be best mates on the pitch, you're now a great friend to at AEW at Elton Official, and we salute you, sir. And this was a courtesy, of course, of a tweet, a tweet from Tony Khan, of course, made here today. You can go to his Twitter account and check that out if you wish to read it. Our next story, of course, right here, folks. Jeremy Thomas posted this story tonight as... As Moose says, having having to make new friends and companies factors into decisions on his future. Moose's contract is, is reportedly up soon, and he recently discussed the factors he weighs when making a decision about what's next for him. The Impact Star appeared on Bobby Fish's Undisputed podcast and talked about the importance of making friends among the people he works with and how that factors in when he considers rather than jump to another company. Here, of course, are some highlights courtesy of Fightful. On his time in Ring of Honor, Moose says, I had a short run with Ring of Honor, and that's where I met you and some of the other great guys there, all the guys that was in my close circle in Ring of Honor, like yourself and Roddy, of course, Roderick Strong and Jay Lethal. I don't talk to as much. Once in a while, we'll send text and back and forth. But there was a point where I saw you guys literally every weekend. On his decision 
making process when he looks at free agency. Moose says, that's also my big scare with ever going to a new company, going somewhere and making new friends. I'm really shy when it comes to getting to, getting to know people and being cool with people. I've always been shy, so every time it comes to leaving impact, that's always a big factor in my decision-making. If I go somewhere else, it's definitely in my thoughts process. Ladies and gentlemen, you can check out this episode that was actually uh, recorded uh, back on Wednesday of the Undisputed Podcast with Bobby Fish as he interviews, of course, Impact Star Moose. Uh, You can check it out on the podcast page on Spotify, or, of course, you can listen to it from this page. So, like I said, like I said, we'll have to definitely be watching, of course, where... um, where uh, Moose may end up going next once all that happens. It'll be interesting to see where he goes. I actually, I will go ahead and mention that. <clears throat> 411 Mania is currently providing live coverage of, of tonight's episode of SmackDown, where obviously, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the current undisputed Universal Champion Roman Reigns, of course, flashing around the new belt that was given to him, of course, I believe last about a couple of weeks ago. Um, obviously, it's going to be out there, apparently, as, as, as the issues continue, of course, between him and, I do believe, Jay Uso. Uh, and, of course, a lot of other great action, of course, is definitely, uh, de- definitely will be, of course, uh, um, will definitely, of course, be uh, will be taking place and may or have, have, may have already taken place. Uh, and also, I'm sure some other, other of course, action, of course, as far as uh, what impact it will make, of course, on Money in the Bank coming up on July 1st. So be sure to, of course, ladies and gentlemen, listen in on, <clears throat> check out what the guys at 411 Mania are saying about tonight's edition of SmackDown. As we, of course, ladies and gentlemen, go back to a, another story, of course, concerning AEW Collision. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here tonight. As the AW Collision broadcast team has officially been announced, we now know who will be serving as the broadcast team for AW Collision. Tony Khan announced today that Kevin Kelly, Nigel McGuinness, and Jim Ross will be doing commentary for the show on a weekly basis, starting, of course, with tomorrow night's premiere. Khan wrote the following Hashtag AEW Collision debuts tomorrow night on at TNT Drama at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. At the at United Center in Chicago, we're going to have a great announced team on Saturday night to your weekly commentary team at Rio Kevin Kelly at McGinnis Nigel, joined by expert analysis from legend at JR's BBQ. You can also check out this tweet, of course, coming from Tony Khan. Um, if you wish to, of course, uh, read about that, but Kevin Kelly, Nigel McGinnis, and Jim Ross will be, of course, the official broadcast team for Saturday Night Collision, which, of course, I'm be quite interested to see what will, of course, what will definitely, of course, happen here. Another story, of course, ladies and gentlemen, having another AEW story right here, folks. Jeremy Thomas posted this story tonight as Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer talks about what they're expecting from CM Punk's AEW return. 
CM Punk makes his AW return tomorrow night on the premiere of Collision. And, of course, Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer recently discussed what they expect from the appearance. Punk is set to compete in a six-man tag team made event and has teased a promo. Bully and Dreamer talked about tomorrow's premiere on the latest episode of Busted Open Radio. And, of course, you hear some highlights per Wrestling Inc. Tommy talking about Punk's AEW Dynamite vignette. Uh, he says, I thought of that as, I know I'm going to wrestle. Did not think of that as, oh, he's going to speak. I would stretch out the speaking part. Obviously, they're trying to say that he's going to be a baby face. Like I said, I think we should read We should read the room. Chicago is an anomaly. It's where he's from. But you're going to have to feel it out. If I'm going to try to be a heel, don't hand me a microphone because I'll destroy you. Boy talking about Punk's vignette, he says, I don't know. But the first words that came to mind were the boy who cried wolf. Of course, as you know, on WWE backstage, CM Punk was like, oh boy, I don't know what I'm going to say. And then what he did say, nothing. Bully, of course, talks about what he expects from Punk's return. He says, I'm going to sit back and he's going to have to win me over from a character point of view. Don't give me, don't give a crap about anything less than the pro wrestling story and the character. You better make me love you again or you better make me hate you even more than I hate you right now for the perception that you have created there's some big time words from of course two hardcore legends right there and tommy dreamer and bully ray but we'll see of course what will happen tomorrow night of course we do have this episode of busted open radio of course that was recorded yesterday and of course that as as of course they will be they talk about of course uh cm punk's return tomorrow night also of course they Talk about, of course, the match on Dynamite between MJF and Adam Cole. Uh, you can, of course, check out this episode, of course, on Apple Podcasts. Or you can, of course, listen to it from this page. Our next story, of course, right here, folks. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here tonight. As Angelo Dawkins felt he was starting to get disrespected, says he's a different guy now. Angelo Dawkins was happy to see Montez Ford get his accolades, but he says he was starting to feel disrespected by the talk surrounding himself. Ford has been largely tipped as a guy who has a future as a single star, while that conversation has been has been much less prevalent around Dawkins. The Street Profits, and also keep in mind the member of the Street Profits, did talk about the situation during an interview on the Masked Man Show. Here are some highlights courtesy of Fightful. On feeling disrespected, Dawkins says, I got my brother's back through and through. Low key, it's not what they said about him, it's what they said about me. Some of the things people say about me, I'm like, wait, I'm just chilling in the background. I have no problem stepping off to the side and letting my boy shine. The talk about me was starting to get a little disrespect when I was like, all oh, these dudes really think Montez even said to me before, this is fraudy. We're about to, we're about to go show out then. They have a different, they have, they have a different Dawkins on their hands. And everybody has seen that I'm going, that I'm doing things that I shouldn't be able to do with my size. They would be better off shutting, they would do better off. They would have been better off shutting up about me. And maybe we wouldn't get 
we wouldn't be getting this Dawkins. On his new attitude, Dawkins says, now I'm a different guy. I'm a little bit more, I'm a little more woken up. Montez is like, bro, you, you know you have my back, but sometimes you have to show these boys to stop talking disrespectful on your name. You know, Tez and B, of course, talking about Bianca Belair, have done a great job of staying on me because I'm laid back and, sh and shy away from the spotlight because I never really felt like that was my strong suit. I like tag teams. I never considered myself in that realm. But the talk about me was starting to piss me off to the point where I was like, all right, bet I didn't even do anything. I was just supporting my brother, and everyone wants to call me this freaking scrub like I have no business being here. Hold up now. Hold up now. We have to start putting respect on my name a little bit. They get on me about it. They call me too passive. Now I'm about to come for what's mine. That's more of the respect side. If there is a singles opportunity where there is a championship on the line and I have to go out there and show off, I'm going to show off. Now everyone knows I'm basically a hybrid. I can fly with the best and run through the biggest. You can check out this episode, of course, that was that was recorded yesterday from the uh, Mass Man Show, of course, from the Ringer Wrestling Show. You can check it out on the podcast page on Spotify, or, of course, you can listen to it from this page. Also, ladies and gentlemen, I will be, of course, I will, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, go ahead and point out here to you that we will, um, that we do have, of course, a review courtesy of 411 Mania reporter Thomas Hall about last night's edition Uh of impact of course <clears throat> so so we so like us so as we said as we said of course here ladies and gentlemen we will work on getting that story posted to both of our impact us pages so everybody can go back and read of course this this report this uh mr hall's of course review of what happened last night on impact Our next story, of course, right here, folks. Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight. As we have more on the backstage reaction to the recent to the recent CM Punk interview. As noted earlier today, CM Punk had an interview with ESPN ahead of his appearance on Collision tomorrow night. While there was speculation that it would be explosive. Punk used the interview to discuss his issues with Hangman Page and admitted fault for the AEW all-out media scrum last year. Bible Select reports that Punk didn't do any other interviews for Collision other than the ESPN article, which, which was what AEW chose. The reason that there, there wasn't anything about Kenta mentioned was because that was something that was for something else filmed for Forbidden Door. According to the report, that was a little different than what AEW thought it would be. 
Heyman Page, the elite, and others were told the ESPN interview was coming last weekend after it went out. Sources in AW felt it wasn't as bad as they believed it would be. However, it was noted by several people on the roster that Page did, that doesn't have any restrictions on him about talking about Punk, but doesn't talk about it so he won't cause any problems. It was known that Punk went to management last summer about Page and asked him to them to address it. As noted in the interview, nothing happened, or at least not to the, to the degree he wanted, so his frustration ex- escalated, which led to the media scrum incident. While there was some communication issues over Ace Steel not being present at shows, Punk has been planning to work Collision ever since he agreed to do it. He spoke frequently with Tony Khan, and he said that he would be willing to apologize for the scrum. It had been reported in the past that the backstage problems wouldn't be turned into an angle, but But sources on Punk's side are hoping that can happen. Punk has tried to reach out to the elite about resolving things, something else he noted in an interview. In an interesting note, Punk and Omega actually did talk immediately after the brawl at All Out, with Punk saying he never had an issue with Omega. However, at the time, things were still heated, so nothing nothing productive could happen. Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight, as Kofi Kingston is expected to return to WWE soon. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that Kofi Kingston is expected to return to WWE, WWE soon after having ankle surgery earlier this year. Kingston noted earlier this week that the surgery was to remove a bone chip and fix a ligament after McIntyre accidentally landed on his leg during a dive. WWE is starting to advertise Kingston for events. It is likely he'll be working with Xavier Woods in the tag team again, just as he was before his injury. So we will keep to continue to keep you updated once we hear a little bit more about Kofi Kingston's status. Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight as we have an update on the contracts of Roosh and Andrade El Idolo in AEW. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that both Roosh and Andrade El Idolo both have deals in AEW that are expected to be done soon. Andrade, who previously said he wanted out from AEW, originally, originally signed a three-year deal. However, as he was out with an injury, AEW would be able to extend his deal if they choose. He returns to the company, of course, tomorrow night on Collision. Roosh, meanwhile, signed a one-year deal last year and is believed to be up soon. He has been out of action in recent weeks due to visa issues, same as Commander, as well as several wrestlers like Bandito, Penta, and Phoenix earlier this year. There have been speculation that Roosh quitting AAA could be his way of opening the door for a WWE deal. The WWE is not going to risk accusations of contract tampering by talking to him until he's a free agent from AEW. It was noted that if this were true, Roosh may also be wanting to play both sides to get more money. If that were the case, WWE would likely want to send him to NXT first. And if they offered NXT money, AEW would likely offer more. Our next story, of course, here, folks, Joseph Lee posted this story tonight. 
As Miro says, his time away from AEW sucked, and he didn't get any answers. An interview with Good Karma Wrestling via Fightful. Miro spoke about his time away from AEW, knowing that he never got any answers about why he was away for so long. Miro returns to AEW, of course, tomorrow night on Collision for his first match since All Out last year. He says, it sucks, it sucks. Just looking for answers and not getting any. It's not a good place, not just me, but overall as a human being. When you have no answers to all of these questions, just eat you inside. I have quite a long time. I have have quite a long time to eat myself. Even though I'm 260 pounds, I ate quite a bit. I'm making to come back and to find out what's going on and what's happening. The answers that I've been looking for, I haven't found. But what I've done in AEW is the longest story we've had since the beginning, the arc of the character. We started with the gamer, and he had to snap and destroy his best friend because he thought he was sabotaging him to peek harder and harder and to find God on his side and run with that. That was when the title got taken away, and I went from God's favorite champion to God's forsaken champion. It's always an art. The Redeemer is always there. I don't think anybody in the whole company can say can say about this continued growth of a character like I can. I love the storytelling. That's why I'm in, that's why that, that's why I intend to do when I come back as the Redeemer. So we definitely, ladies and gentlemen, look forward to seeing the return of Miro. Of course, as you know, it was WWE as Rusev. And also Joseph Lee has our last story of the evening tonight, as we have an update on main event plans for Money in the Bank. And also WWE wants Drew McIntyre at the event. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that while there are only four matches announced for Money in the Bank, none of them are the planned main event. The main event, main event will feature Roman Reigns, and it's likely his match will be announced or at least hinted at on tonight's edition of SmackDown. It was also known that WWE wants Drew McIntyre back for the show, but it's unknown what match he would have. There, are, as, as we said, of course, there are currently four matches set for the show, which, of course, as you know, the world, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship match, of course, as Seth Rollins will defend against member of the Judgment Day, Finn Balor. The men's Money in the Bank ladder match, Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, LA Knight, Santos Escobar, Butch, and Damian Priest. The women's Money in the Bank ladder match, of course, Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark, Bailey, EO Sky, Zelina Vega, and a... And of course, one more one more participant to be announced there, and of course, also Cody Rhodes taking on, of course, the spoiled brat of the WWE, uh, <clears throat> Mr. Rhea Ripley himself, Dominic Mysterio. The event will take place, of course, on July first, as we said, at the O2 Arena in London. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it, of course, with some of your uh, wrestling. <clears throat> News and views here, of course, here for tonight. We do, of course, as always, thank our friends at 411 Mania for, of course, allowing us to read those stories here, of course, tonight. We also, of course, give kudos to our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice. Of course, King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith and the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo, to bring all the news that's fit to print here in the WCWS radio network. And, of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat that old fashioned combination. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, we have never ever disputed that at all whatsoever. 
in the past eight years. Now, of course, ladies and gentlemen, let us bring you, let us bring you, of course, your uh, first look at your wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays here for tonight. Uh, coming up, of course, after we bring you bring you your uh, history and birthday report here, we will, of course, hopefully, we'll have some folks on, and we'll definitely start our discussion about what, of course, what uh, about, of course, what. Uh, did take place, of course, tonight on SmackDown and what will take place tonight on Rampage. And, of course, we'll also, uh, also, as we said, we will, of course, officially announce the winners of our, of course, uh, voting from the Heavenly King of the Ring Tournament and also the Spectacular Six-Way Prediction Title Challenge. So let's start off with your wrestling history, of course, here for today. And here it is, of course, right here for today, ladies and gentlemen, June 16th. And here we go. On this day, 1992, WCW's Clash of the Champions 19, uh, the NWA World Tag Team Title Tournament was held in Charleston, South Carolina. The show was a first round, was the first round of a tournament to crown the new NWA Tag Team Champions and would air on June 22nd. The main event was the first match in the quarterfinals in which Steve Williams and Terry Gordy defeated Rick and Scott Steiner. On his day in 1993, WCW uh, Clash of the Champions 23 took place in Norfolk, Virginia, in front of 6,000 fans and was most notable for the WCW in-ring return of Ric Flair. Here's what took place on that show. Ron Simmons defeated Dick Slater. Lord Stephen Regal defeated Marcus Bagwell. Max Payne defeated Johnny B. Bad via forfeit. Barry Windham retained the NWA World Heavyweight title against Two Cold Scorpio. Big Van Vader, Rick Rude, and Sid Vicious defeated Davey Boy Smith, Dustin Rhodes, and Sting. And the team of Arn Anderson and Ric Flair defeated the Hollywood Blondes, Brian Bryan, and Stunning Steve 2-0 in a 2-3 falls tag team match. As the second fall was won via DQ, the Blondes retained both the NWA and WCW tag team titles on this date in 1996 wcw's great american bash was held in baltimore in front of 9,000 fans this is what took place at the pay-per-view the steiner brothers defeated fire and ice who was of course scott norton and ice train to become the number one contenders to the wcw tag team titles conan defeated el gato with a spine buster to get the pin and retain the wcw united states title ddp defeated marcus bagwell Malenko defeated the debut in Rey Mysterio Jr. to retain the Cruiserweight title. John Tenta, who of course we would, would remember as Earthquake, defeated Big Bubba Rogers, who we also remembered as the Big Boss Man, by pinfall. After the match, Tenta cut Rogers' goatee go off with a pair of scissors. Also, Chris Benoit defeated Kevin Sullivan in a false count anywhere match. Sting defeated Lord Steven Regal by submission when Regal tapped out to the Scorpion Deathlock. Ric Flair and Arn Anderson defeated Kevin Green and Steve McMichael. When Flair had the figure four leg lock on Green, McMichael hit his own partner with the briefcase, allowing Flair to get the pinfall win on Green. After the win, Chris Benoit came out and joined in attacking Green. 
four horsemen were reformed with Flair, Anderson, Benoit, and now Steve McMichael. And also, ladies and gentlemen, the Giant, who of course we would know now as the Big Show, defeated Lex Luger with a choke slam to get the pin and retain the WCW World Heavyweight title. On say 1998, at a Monday Night Raw taping in Austin, Texas, Edge made his in-ring debut against Jose Estrada Jr. Not long, not, not long into the match, Edge launched himself to the outside onto Estrada, legitimately hurting, injuring. I'm, I'm sorry, injuring Estrada's neck, meaning he couldn't get back in the ring before the ten count. Edge would go on to be one of the most successful wrestlers in the company's history, of course. Winning the Royal Rumble twice, the King of the Ring, Money in the Bank, and over 30 championship titles. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. On a state in 2001, at the TV taping of MCW, of course, in Memphis, that was, of course, considered, I think, Memphis Championship Wrestling in Jackson, Tennessee. Joey Abs defeated Steve Bradley in a TLC match to win the MCW Southern Heavyweight title. On a state in 2002, Major League Wrestling's Genesis was in Philadelphia. And the main event of the show saw Shane Douglas outlast both Tayo uh, Kea and Vampiro in a three-way dance to become the, the MLW World Heavyweight Champion. On a state in 2007, at AAW Point of No Return held at the Eagles Club in Berwyn, Illinois, Conrad Kennedy III and Trick Davis won the AAW Tag Team titles after being the teams of Crotch and Zach Gowan, Dan Lawrence and Ryan Boz, and the team of NB, Matson and Truth Martini in a four-way tag team match. On a say in 2010, James Moose Thomas, of course, Moose, I, I believe this is Moose that's in Impact, won the Ohio Valley Wrestling Heavyweight title at the OVW TV taping in Louisville, Kentucky, after de defeating both Beef Wellington and Mike Mondo in a triple threat match. Two, a couple moments here from 2012. First off, WSU Uncensored Rumble 5 took part took place in Deer Park, New York. In the opening match, Marty Bell defeated Jessica Havoc for the WSU Spirit title. Then in the main event of the show, Jessica Havoc retained the WSU title in a casket match against Mercedes Martinez. Also on the same day in Osaka, Japan, New Japan Dominion 616 took place. Jushin Thunder Liger and Tiger Mask 4 defeated Suzuki Gun, who was Tai Chi and Takamishinoku, to win the vacant IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team belts. And in the main event, Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated Kazuchika Okada to become the IWGP Heavyweight Champion. On a state in 2013, a couple moments here. First off, uh, Crazy Boy and Joe Leiter won the AAA Tag Team titles at AAA Triple Mania 21 after outlasting the teams of Angelico and Jack Evans, Daga and Psychosis, Drago and Phoenix, and the team of Mr. E and Sexy B in a five-way tag team match. Later on in the show, Blue Demon Jr. defeated El Macias to take the AAA Latin American title. Also, on the same day, WWE's Payback was held at the Allstate Arena in Illinois in front of 14,623 fans. Um, this is what happened, of course, at the event. Curtis Axel defeated Wade Barrett and The Miz in a triple threat match to win the Intercontinental title. Axel won the match 
match after pinning Barrett while Miz had Barrett in the figure four leg lock. AJ Lee defeated Kalen to win the Divas title and would hold the title for almost 300 days at the time, of course, that became a record. Dean Ambrose defeated Kane by countout to retain the United States title. Alberto Del Rio defeated Dolph Ziggler to win the World Heavyweight title following the super kick to get the pinfall. Sam Punk defeated Chris Jericho by pinfall after hitting him with the GTS twice in a row. Of course, The Shield, Roman Reigns, and Seth Rollins defeated Team RK No, who was Randy Orton and Daniel Bryan, to retain the, te- the, the WWE Tag Team belts. And John Cena defeated Ryback 2-1 in the three stages of Hell match to retain the WWE title. In Stage 1, Ryback defeated John Cena in a Lumberjack match. Stage 2 saw Cena pick up the win in a tables match. Then in the third and final stage, Cena won an ambulance match. On a stage in 2016, WCPW Born to Destroy was, was in Newcastle-upon-Tyne. Of course, that was in England. In the main event, Big Demo, who is now known, of course, as Killian Dane, defeated Rampage to win the WCPW World title. Also in, say, 2017, WCPW Built to Destroy was also in Newcastle-upon-Tyne, England. Kaylee Ray defeated Viper, which Kaylee Ray, we now know, was Alba Fire, and Viper, we now know, was Piper Niven. <clears throat> but anyway, Kaylee Ray defeated Viper to become the WCPW Women's Champion, and then later in the show, Primate defeated Jimmy Havoc in a hardcore match to win the WCPW Hardcore title. On his date in 2018, NXT TakeOver Chicago 2 took place in Chicago. On the show, the Undisputed Era, Kyle Riley, and Roderick Strong retained the NXT Tag Team belts against Danny Burch and Oni Larkan. Ricochet defeated the Velveteen Dream by pinfall after hitting the 630-degree senton. Shayna Baszler beat Nikki Cross and retained the NXT Women's title after Cross passed out due to the the, the, uh, Kinfuda Clutch. Aster Black pinned Lars Sullivan to retain the NXT title and given Sullivan his first pinfall loss in NXT. And in the main event, Tommaso Ciampa outlasted Johnny Gargano in a 35-minute street fight and won the match by pinfall, following a DDT onto the floor. Also on the same day at WSU Breaking Barriers 5 in Voorhees, New Jersey, Jordan Grace defeated Kira Hogan to win the WSU Spirit title. In the main event of the show, Tessa Blanchard pinned Mercedes Martinez for the WSU Championship. I believe that is, uh, that is of course, a women's wrestling promotion. Yes. On a state, also 2018, in the main event of Ring of Honor State of the Art, uh, Dallas, of course, which is in Dallas, Texas, Punishment Martinez defeated Silas Young to become the Ring of Honor World TV Champion. On saying 2019, AAA Vernano de Escalando was in Meridia, Mexico. In the opening match of the show, uh, Kira Keyra won a three-way match against Chick Tormenta and La Hedra to become the AAA Reina de Reina's champion. And then later in the show, the AAA tag team belts changed hands when Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. defeated Matt and Nick Jackson, of course, the Young Bucks. Also, um, one more thing from 2019, on day three of New Japan's Kazuna Road 19 in Tokyo, 
El Fantasma and Taji Ishimori won the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship when they beat Rapungi 3K, who was Sho and Yo. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, we do have, of course, uh, we do, of course, have several birthdays here. Uh, today, we want to wish a very happy, uh, uh, let's see, make sure that I have this right. Uh, Happy, of course, 29th birthday to Rezar. I think this was this was uh, one half of the tag team, the Authors of Pain. Also, we want to wish a very happy uh, 30, 32nd birthday to Masada. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we want to wish a very happy, uh, let's see here, yes, 47th birthday to Cash Flow. We also want to wish a very happy 60th birthday today to ECW Original The Sandman. And also, ladies and gentlemen, a very somber birthday here, as we want to to definitely, of course, ladies and gentlemen, with respect, we want to wish a very happy, what would have been hit the 60, uh, 64th, let's see, yes, the 64th birthday of WWE Hall of Famer, the legendary Ultimate Warrior. So happy birthday today to Rezar, Masada, Cashflow, the Sandman, and the Ultimate Warrior. And now, of course, ladies and gentlemen, let's bring you your pop culture history and birthday report here, of course, here for today. And, of course, keep in mind here that we will present this in the same fashion that we present it every single Wednesday evening on WCWS Outside the Ropes. On a state in... 1779, Spain declares war on Great Britain in support of France and the United States, starting the Great Siege of Gibraltar, which goes on to last three years, seven months, and two weeks. On the day in 1858, Abraham Lincoln says, A house divided against itself cannot stand, except in Illinois, the Illinois Republican Party's nomination for the Senate. On the day in 1904, Bloomsday, of course, uh, takes place, of course, which is the, which is, of course, also known as the date of events in the novel by James Joyce entitled Ulysses. On the day 1963, a Soviet space, Soviet space mission Vostok 6 is launched with Valentina Tereshkova on board, who becomes the actual first woman in space. And on the day in 2000, Israel compl- complies with the United Nations Security Council resolution 425 after 22 years, which calls on Israel to completely withdraw from Lebanon. Israel withdraws from all of Lebanon except the dis- disputed Sheba farms. Uh, several moments in movies and television history right here, folks. On state in 1960, the movie Psycho, of course, directed by Alfred Hitchcock, which starred Janet Lee, Anthony Perkins, and Vera Miles, would open in New York City. On this day, 1978, the movie Grease opens, of course, which starred John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. Of course, it was based on the musical from 1971. And on this day, in 2015, TV personality and real estate mogul Donald Trump, or as we call him, Donald, Donald Dump, D-U-M-P, launches his campaign for the Republican nomination for, for President of the United States at Trump Towers. And, of course, we all know what happened all after that. Today in music history, on a state in 1902, 
the the musical uh, the musical version of the Wizard of Oz was first opened in Chicago, and on the date in 1972, RCA releases David Bowie's fifth studio album called The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars is considered his artistic breakthrough. David Bowie, of course, may he, of course, rest in peace, a very unique, legendary musician indeed. And today in sports history on this date in 1909, Jim Thorpe makes his pro baseball pitching debut for Rocky Mountain of the ECL with a 4-2 win. This would cause him to forfeit his Olympic gold medals. On the state in 1884, America's first purpose-built roller coaster ride, the Switchback Railway, would open at Coney Island in New York. It was built by LaMarcus Thompson. Some birthdays to speak of. On the state, Adam Smith was born on the state in 1723. He would pass away in 1790. Legendary Native American Geronimo was born on the state in 1829. He would pass away in 1909. Author Arthur Megan was born on the state in 1874. He would pass away in 1960. Mohabed, forgive me if I mispronounce his last name, Mosadega, forgive me, that's the best way I can pronounce it, was born on the state in 1882. He would pass away in 1967. One half of the comedy duo, Laurel and Hardy, Stan Laurel, was born on this day in 1890. He, sadly, he would pass away in 1965. And Efren Rios um, uh, Mont was born on this day in 1926. He would pass away in 2018. Some other birthdays, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, of course, uh, what legendary rapper Tupac Shakur was born on this day in 1971. Of course, everyone remembers what happened to him. Of course, sadly, he would pass away in 1996. Legendary boxer Roberto Duran today turns 72. Legendary golfer Phil Mickelson today turns 53. And also, of course, musician, and I think she also dabbled in acting a little bit. I think she was one of those first seen on American Idol. Diana DeGarmo today turns 36 years old. So happy birthday to, of course, everyone I just mentioned today. On this day in 1988 in Santa Barbara, California, a team of 32 divers began cycling underwater on a standard tricycle to compete, complete 116.66 miles in 75 hours and 20 minutes. Some weddings to speak of, ladies and gentlemen. On this day in 1855, British preacher and Salvation Army founder William Booth, who was 26 at the time, would marry Salvation Army co-founder Catherine Mumford, who was also 26 at the time, at Stockwell Green Congressional Church in Surrey, England. On the state in 1928, New York Governor Thomas E. Dewey, who was 26 at the time, would marry stage actors, actress Frances Eileen Hutt, H-U-T-T, who was 25 at the time, and they would stay married until she passed away in 1970. So that was about uh, 60... So they stayed married for about 62 years, So, which was on this day in 1943, uh, comic actor and filmmaker Charlie Chaplin, who was 54 at the time, would marry uh, actress Una O'Neill, who was 18 at the time. 
and they would stay married until his, his passing in 1977. And one divorce to speak of on this date, ladies and gentlemen, 2006, Lady Victoria White, who was 43 at the time, would divorce legendary Hollywood film producer Robert Evans, who was 76 at the time, due to irreconcilable differences after only being married for 10 months. John Churchill passed away on the state in 1722. John Snow passed away on the state in 1858. Emery Nagy, forgive me if I mispronounce that, passed away on the state in 1958. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the legendary George Reeves, who of course is best known for playing, uh, of course, Superman on television. Of course, we all know one of, considered one of Hollywood's morbid mysteries as to, of course, actually what happened to him. But passed away on the state in 1959. Werner von Braun passed away on the state in 1977. And Helmut Cole passed away on the state in 2017. And on the state in 1880, ladies and gentlemen, the Salvation Army began when the Methodist preacher took to the streets of London to help the poor. Today, with 1.5 million members, it operates in 130 countries on some movies and television history here folks on this date in 1960 psycho of course would be opened up in new york city of course as you know it was directed by alfred hitchcock and it starred janet lee anthony perkins and vera miles on this date in 1961, Dave Garraway is fired as the host of NBC's Today Show. On this date in 1966, Rowan and Mar Dan Rowan and Dick Martin host the Dean Martin Show summer series on NBC. Two moments, of course, 1978. First off, the movie Grease opens, of course, starring John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John, of course, based on the musical from 1971. Also, of course, on the same day, Ringo Starr releases an album called Bad Boy. And on the state in 1980, the musical comedy film The Blues Brothers, as you know, starring Dan Aykroyd and the late John Belushi, and of course was directed by John Landis, premieres in Chicago. Some birthdays, as we said, Stan Laurel was born on the state in 1890. He would pass away in 1965. Tupac Shakur was born on the state in 1971. And Diana... Andy Garmo today turns 36. And of course, as we said, two passings. George Reeves passed away on his day in 1959. And Werner von Braun passed away on his date in 1977. Some weddings, as we said, 1943. Charlie Chaplin would marry Una O'Neill and, and they would stay married until he passed away in 1977. On his day in 1949, Mr. Television Milton Burrow, who was 40 at the time, would marry actress Joyce Matthews, who was 29 at the time. For the second time, and they would divorce for the second time a year later in 1950. On say 1973, talk show host the late Jerry Springer, who was 29 at the time, would marry Mickey Belton. They would divorce 11 years later in 1984. On say 1989, uh, actor Hugh Laurie from the TV show House, who was 30 at the time, would marry theater administrator Joe Green in Camden, of course, which is in London. And on this date here in 
1996 soap soap opera actress and singer Cassie Wesley, who was 35, who was 35 at the time, would marry James DePava, who was 39 at the time, in Morganfield, Kentucky. And on state 2006, Lady Victoria White would divorce Robert Evans after only being married for 10 months. She was 43. He was 76 at the time. Now let's go to your music history and birthdays, of course, right here. On this date, in 1879, W.S. Gilbert and Arthur Sullivan's comic opera HMS Pinafore would debut at the Bowery Theater in New York City. On state 1902, The Wizard of Oz musical was first opened in Chicago. On state in 1958, Flip Top Box by Dickie Doo and the Don'ts would, would hit number 46 on the charts. On the state 1961, Soviet ballet dancer Rudolf Nureyev defects to the West at Le Bergere Airport in Paris. On this day, 1966, the 20th Annual Tony Awards would take place as Marat Sade, a, a play and a musical Man of, Man of La Mancha, would win at this event. Two moments on this day in 1967. First off, 50,000 attend the first day of the Monterey International Pop Festival, which is the beginning of what they refer to as the Summer of Love. And also the first Montreux Jazz Festival was held in Switzerland. It was created by Claude Nobbs. And on this day, 1972, as we said, RCA releases David Bowie's fifth studio album called The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars is considered, as we said, his artistic breakthrough. Some birthdays, as we said, Tupac Shakur was born on this date in 1971. He had passed away in 1996. And also, as we said, Diana DeGarmo today turns 36. Some passings in the world of music. On date 1651, Marcello Castatini, a composer of Italian descent, would pass away at the age of 74. And 18, from 1804, Johann Adam Hiller. A composer of German descent would pass away at the age of 75. On say in 1808, George Winsale Ritter, a German bassoonist and composer, and also a friend, of course, of fellow composer Mozart, would pass away at the age of 60. On his day in 1831, Josef uh, Schnabel, a composer of German descent, would pass away at the age of 64. And on his day in 1837, Valentino Floravante, a composer of Italian descent, would pass away at the age of 72. Some weddings, of course, they said 1996. Uh, of course, soap opera actress Cassie Wesley would marry James DePava, uh, James DePava uh, in Morganfield, Kentucky. Of course, in addition to being a soap opera actress, she is also, of course, a singer. And I'll stay in 2007, the legendary Rod Stewart, who was 62 at the time, would marry... For a third time, the English model Penny Lancaster, who was 36 at the time, in a cloistered medieval abbey of Las Sevilla in Portofino, Italy. And now let's go to your sports history and birthdays, of course, right here. Uh, 
on its date in 1883. The first baseball ladies' day, of course, the New York Gophers did defeat the Cleveland Blues 5-2 at the Polo Grounds in New York City. On its date in 1894, the U.S. National Championship Women's Tennis at the Philadelphia Country Club as Helen Helwig beats defending champion uh, Eileen Terry, 7536673663. On state 1899, Australian cricketer Vin- Victor Trumper's first Test cricket century, 135 versus England at Lords. On state 1903, the first Highlander, of course, uh, or of course later known as the Yankees, shutout victory, of course, was one to zero over the White Sox. 1909, as we said, Jim Thorpe makes his pro wrestling, pro wrestling, pro baseball pitching debut for Rocky Mountain in the ECL with a 4-2 win. This would cause him to forfeit his Olympic gold medals. On his day in 1916, Major League Baseball's Boston Braves pitcher Tom Hughes, no hits, no hitter, beats Pittsburgh 2-0. At the time, it is, it is his second career no hitter, but a 1991 rule change wiped his 1910 effort. I want to say 1917, uh, the, during the 49th Belmont, James Butwell aboard the horse known as Hourless would win in 217.8. And on state in 1929, Otto E. Funk, who was 62 years old, would end his marathon walk, of course, it would be from New York to San Francisco, 4,165 miles in 183 days. So we see some birthdays in the world of sports. Boxing legend uh, Roberto Durant, as we said, turned 72. Golfing legend Phil Mickelson turns 53. And one passing took place here today. Baseball great Tony Gwynn passed away on this date in 2014. And one wedding, of course, on state 2019. Danish tennis player Caroline uh, uh Wasn't who was 28 at the time, would marry NBA basketball player David Lee, who was 36 at the time, and Castiglione de Bosco Resort in Toscini, Italy. Uh, Believe it or not, one of the bridesmaids at this wedding was tennis great Serena Williams. And ladies and gentlemen, there you have it right there with some of your wrestling and pop culture history and birthday reports here, of course, for today. We also, we will also, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we also thank, of course, our friends at 411 Mania for providing tonight's wrestling news and views report. 10.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, this is Friday, June 16th, 2023. Uh, 1-605-562-0444, caller ID uh, 138055-POUND. <clears throat> this is episode 1311 of WCWUS Revolution. Of course, Mr. WCWUS, Chad Hinshaw here, of course, here with you. Uh, like I say, coming up right here, folks, as we said, we will hopefully get some thoughts and opinions here about tonight's episodes of both uh, SmackDown and AEW Rampage. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I will be bringing, in addition to, of course, any any comments, of course, and comments, thoughts, and opinions from, of course, any incoming panelists. I will also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, bring you the official results 
of the voting from our heavenly king of the ring tournament and also of course well i'll let you know of course who did of course win our spectacular six-way uh prediction title challenge of course for the six events that we had of course like we said under siege united champions nxt battleground double or nothing the nwa crockett cup and of course last friday's against all odds show <clears throat> but it looks like that just now coming in someone has now officially joined us so i will go ahead and do my proper introductions for them of course here as well he is of course a 2023 wcws hall of famer he is of course the general manager of wcws fan empire of course on facebook he also provides, of course, your daily wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays, of course, that we that you can always find on WCWS Fan Empire, as well as Entertainment Cavalcade and also Sports Roundup, of course, whenever necessary and possible. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, he does definitely always have a lot to say about wrestling and, and any other, of course, big-time topics here, of course, indeed. And, of course, he is not afraid, to, of course, like everyone else, he is not afraid, of course, to share his points of view, thoughts, and opinions on everything that we do, of course, discuss, and even, of course, topics that he does bring up, of course, under his own accord. And also, in addition to being known as the Godfather of Soul, ladies and gentlemen, we also refer to him as the Mega Ultra Stud. Ladies and gentlemen, hailing from the great city and state of Indianapolis, Indiana, let us now officially welcome to episode 1311 of WCWS Revolution. Of course, the main man with the plan, of course, right here. And also, of course, <clears throat> and also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, not, uh, uh, of course, allowing about five ladies to stick around his place tonight, of course, in the infamous hot tub. I'm talking about the one and the only Mr. Justin Lewis Fleming. Uh, Justin, we welcome you to 1311, of course, of Revolution. We thank you, of course, for being with us. Hey, good chat. All right, good evening. Okie doke. Uh, well, let's go ahead and uh, start getting a few little uh, takes here on some of, the, uh, some of, of course, the action here tonight. Uh, obviously, of course... Uh, uh, obviously, tonight's edition of SmackDown, of course, is in the books. Uh, AEW Rampage, you know that, of course, will be, of course, popping on here. Uh, it's probably already on here by now as well. Uh, Justin, any, of course, thoughts and opinions about tonight's edition of SmackDown? It was kind of uh, was a ter terrible... Uh um see uh see uh trying to uh, well let's see Grayson Waller effect mm -hmm. look this interview with uh Charfler I don't uh like that she, she um Bianca Bella came out and And the Usos finally they turned on Roman and they turned babyface. They're still to stand up to Roman tonight. 
So apparently what we've kind of it's probably, the, the bloodline. So it looks like primarily they're kind of divided with Roman and Solo Sequoia on one side and the Usos on the other, apparently. Yeah, they took out they took out Roman, they took out Roman in in, in their 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 flesh and blood solo. Ah. Uh now, now, does this mean that is the name still going to be used in some capacity? Obviously, um, possibly, maybe. I'm sure Roman and Solo are going to still probably call themselves the Bloodline. Maybe. Uh, I mean, obviously, of course. I mean, Roman did come up with it. I'm sure, uh, or at least he'll probably take credit for that. Uh, so, uh, there was some hint that there was possibly that they named only four matches, according to a report I read in the news a moment ago, that there was only four matches so far announced for Money in the Bank. Um, and they were talking about that none of them were going to be considered the main event. And there was some speculation that, of course, the uh, that the appearance by Roman Reigns may, of course, kind of hint at the possibility that he may be in action at Money in the Bank. Now, if this is the case, could this be, of course, what they, could this be, could this be the match? I mean, it could just be another match that they add to the show, maybe. I might let Jay, Jay uh, probably, but I'm going to see Jay, Jay might say about it. Okay. Well, I mean, like I said, I mean, you, I mean, like I said, you can you can always speculate here, but so like I said, uh, but 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 you but you think it might be a possibility. So, okay, dope. All right. Uh, anything else, Justin, that you wish to, of course, add about what happened? What, of course, happened tonight on SmackDown? I'm not gonna get to the rest. Get to the rest. Okay. So really, in a way, you have kind of. Justin, did you hear anything? Let me also ask you this question: uh, Was there any indication about who, uh, if um, about um, with the fact that there's possibly one more qualifying match for the women's Money in the Bank ladder match? Did they announce about who else, of course, could be? Did it announce who, who, uh, anything concerning that at all? Did you hear anything about that on there tonight? No, I haven't. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, any, anything else? Well, I, I think, well, um, well, um, what, well, are you talking about Nick, next, um, per, um, person, woman in the, um, in the, uh, money in the bank? No, 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 no. What I'm talking about is, is that I read, I read also in the news that, like I said, the women's money to bank ladder match. There's still one more spot to be filled, and that's what I'm trying to find out. That's why we would like to know if, if anything was said about who was going to be the final. Who was going to be, of course, uh, if there, uh, which obviously, obviously, if this was the case, I think it was going to be possibly one more. There's possibly at least one more qualifying match for the women's money in the bank. 
if anything was said on there tonight about who may be involved in that. Um, Because we, we we do know that we do know that Becky Lynch is involved. We do know that Zoe Stark is involved. We know that Bailey is involved. We know that Elo Sky is involved, and we know that Zelina Vega is involved. But they said there's supposed to be at least one more. But they have not. I have not heard as to unless, of course, they do that between now and before the show, before the actual pay per view on July first. That's I'm wondering if you've heard anything about about if something was possibly said about it that's that's all i was just trying to find out i don't think i, I haven't okay all right uh anything else justin that you wish to add oh sorry <laughs> okay Oh, good. Thank you very much, there, Justin. Thank you for also your uh, your um, like I said, your thoughts here about tonight's SmackDown as well. We definitely appreciate that. Uh, hopefully, we'll be hearing from some more folks, including, of course, obviously the Iceman Jared DiGiorno, maybe of course making his way on soon. Uh, in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and bring this here to you right now. One six zero five five six two zero four four four. Caller ID uh, one. 138055 pound. This is episode 1311 of WCW US Revolution. Like I said, on Friday, June 16, 2023, as we said, 1016 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mr. WCW US Chad Hinshaw is will now be joined by the Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis Fleming. Uh, just a quick programming note, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget tomorrow night at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Do not forget our review show, WCW US Power Hour, as, of course, I will be on to bring you, of course, to review what is taking place in, of course, the world of wrestling and also here in the radio network. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll bring you tomorrow's wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays. And also, of course, any additional wrestling news, ladies and gentlemen, I will, courtesy of 411 Mania, I will, of course, be bringing that here to you as well. So be sure to listen in to, to our next edition of WCWS Power Hour tomorrow evening at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, of course, part of the radio network on TalkShoe.com. Now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I do ask for your indulgence here for just a few short moments. Uh, hopefully, like I said, we'll be hearing from the Iceman here, of course, very, very soon. In the meantime, in the meantime here, I do, as I said before, I am, of course, um, if everyone can stand by for me for just a couple moments, I will now, of course, uh, of course, officially uh, be able to announce who, of course, won our, uh, our two, of course, uh, who, who, of course, won the uh, Spectacular Six-Way Prediction Title Challenge. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, also, of course, announced who did, of course, prevail in, of course, in the voting during our Heavenly King of the Ring tournament. So, folks, if you can just stand by for just a couple of moments here, 
I will return here within the next next two or three minutes, and I will, of course, uh, bring those here too. So please stand by. I will return momentarily with episode 1311 of Revolution. Please stand by. I'll be back here, of course, momentarily. And Justin, if you'd like to mention, of course, uh, a couple of things you'd like to get off your chest, bud, please feel free to do so, and I will return here momentarily. Can't wait till JD what JD has to say about this. I mean, they find no more bloodline. Usos turn bay face. It's over. Officially over. That's all I can say about that. Thank you very much there, of course, Gus, and I have, I have, of course, officially, I have, of course, officially returned here. Uh, <clears throat> I had a little bit of time trying to find my paper, but I finally, I finally, of course, ladies and gentlemen, did, I finally, of course, did find that paper, and so, and momentarily, I will be bringing that here to you, but first of all, ladies and gentlemen, I do see that we do have another, another of course, panelist, of course, joining us here tonight. Let's go ahead and welcome him in, of course, as well. <clears throat> he is, of course, a three-time WCWS Hall of Famer. He is also a multiple-time WCWS Trivia Championship Series uh, title holder. Of course, I forgot to mention that about Justin, as Justin is one as well. But this man is also a multiple-time title holder as well. He is he hails from the great city and state of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He's also part of the broadcast team for WCWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon. As well as, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, 
part of, of course, the broadcast team for Sports Machine. Of course, a lot of times, um, like every Friday, but also, of course, on different occasions, they will have it on different days. Also, another man who does tell it like it is in the world of wrestling. Also, uh, sports and any other and every other, of course, form of uh, pop, of of course, of pop culture. And of course, is not afraid to, of course, let his personal give out any, but tell everyone about how he feels about what what goes on here, what has gone on here, in of course, in wrestling and all those other fields, of course, as well. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, let's now officially welcome, like we said, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, to episode 1311 of WCWS Revolution here tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring you, of course, uh, the man who, of course, we do know as the Iceman, as well as, of course, the King of Pop. I am talking about, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the one and the only, Mr. Jared D. Girolamo. Uh, JDB, welcome you to 1311 of Revolution. We thank you, of course, for being here, of course, with us. Now joining myself and Justin here, of course, tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, I will momentarily, uh, while I do make final touches, of course, to my official uh, listing of the results of our big t- of our two uh, voting of our, of our two uh, voting um, of our two. Uh, Big time, of course. Uh, um, uh, I'll say it in just a minute. Our two, our two, uh, our, our two big events. There you go. That's the best way I can say that. Very good. Uh, and but uh, see, I put the finishing touches on some of those. But in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, of course, <coughs> this will give me an opportunity, an opportunity to kind of do this and also kind of rest my voice again. Of course, here just a little bitty bit. In the meantime, let's go ahead and take it to JD, which I'm sure he does uh, have a lot to throw out there. So let's go in here. What he does, of course, have to say. Uh, also, um, and of course, uh, before JD does mention, I will go ahead and point out here, as I did read, uh, I did hear a little something earlier today. Of course, a couple of sports-related things here personally. Uh, uh, one of them, obviously. Um, the NBA, of course, once again has uh, has uh, suspended a player for several for several for several games. I believe coming up next season, and also, of course, another secondary story that I heard and something kind of kind of hits close to home here that apparently uh, Michael Jordan is going to possibly at some point become just a minority owner of the Charlotte Hornets. So I'm sure you might have some other little things about that, but we'll let you, of course, kind of divulge that if you have any more info than I do about it. But So in the meantime, let's go ahead and hear what J.D. has to say so he can go ahead and clear his mind and, of course, his bold chest. J.D., please go on right ahead. Well, you just mentioned uh, one of the NBA stories, and that is John Morant. Of course, he has been banned 25 games for reckless conduct, tower for what uh, – did recently, of course, as we all know, earlier, of course, he, of course, has been suspended after a video on social media circulated showing the all-star brandishing a firearm. The league at the time, back in March, suspended him for eight games following a similar incident when he was seen on Instagram live holding up a handgun while intoxicated at a Denver area club. Commissioner Adam Silver did say in a statement, however, earlier today, Mr. Morant's decision on once again to wield a firearm on social media is alarming and disconcerting. 
given a similar conduct in March for which he was already suspended eight games. The potential for other young people to emulate his conduct is particularly concerning. Under those circumstances, we believe a suspension of a quarter of the season, 25 games, is appropriate. It makes it clear that engaging in reckless and irresponsible behavior with guns will not be tolerated. The suspension, of course, will come with conditions for conditions for his return to the league. Meanwhile, however, also earlier today, the second round of the U.S. Open is in the bag, however, in Los Angeles. Ricky Fowler continues to hold the lead after two rounds, however, and so far, Howard leads by one shot on Wendell Clark, two up on Murray McIlroy, and three shots, Howard, clear of Harris English and Xander Shoffley. So it has been a pretty good start for young Ricky Fowler. We'll see what tomorrow brings on it. And as Justin said, yes, folks, it was a wild, crazy night down there in the bluegrass state of Kentucky. But before we do, ladies and gentlemen, however, we do have some other things to report. WWE has announced the following dates coming up in September. Friday, September 1st, SmackDown will be coming to you live from Hershey, PA, in Sakana Town at the Giant Center. WWE Payback will be in Pittsburgh the next night, September 2nd. And by the way, tickets go on sale for that next Tuesday. Not this Tuesday, but the following Tuesday, and I will be attending during the Labor Day weekend. Monday, September 4th, Charlotte, North Carolina, at the Spectrum Center, ladies and gentlemen, down there in the Queen City of North Carolina. The same night, however, that Clemson and Duke will be playing in Duke, however, Raleigh-Durham, however, in college football. Friday, September 8th, in Boston. Yes, Beantown, get ready, however, we'll be coming to you live from there at the TD Garden. And then on 9-11, ladies and gentlemen, in Norfolk, Virginia, at the Scope. That will be the same night, of course, the Monday night debut of the 2023 season. Slash 2024 season will commence between the Jets and the Bills. Also on November 6th, ladies and gentlemen, however, it will be, of course, in Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Meanwhile, AEW tickets for uh, the show's upcoming, however, for Collision have been very interesting. 8,500 have already sold out for tomorrow night, and there could be more expected. Meanwhile, Calgary has already said 3,500. 2,000 fans already have packed tickets for Greensboro. Almost 1,800 in Newark, however. While in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, only 1,000 fans have showed up for 2,200 next week in Toronto for the show a week from tomorrow. And as we said, folks, it was a very interesting night, however, in Lexington, if you will. Of course, we saw what happened at the end of the night involving the bloodline, and now we can say all but the bloodline is dead. After Jimmy and Jay super kicked Solo and Roman, possibly setting up the match for Money in the Bank, when it looked like at one point Jay was going to go against his brother and side with Roman. Unfortunately, Roman, Paul, Heyman, and Solo all fell victim to a super kick as Jimmy and Jay delivered the kick around the world, so to speak. Once again, and this time let up Solo once again, and now it looks like we could have that match all but signed for Money in the Bank two weeks from tomorrow in London. Meanwhile, next week, however, we will, of course, however, have the tag team match. Also next week, it will be Shotzi. Yes, Shotzi taking on Bagel, Baby Bailey, Bitch Bailey, Boring Bailey, Backstabbing Bailey, Cry Baby Bailey, whatever you want to call her, Boring Bailey, Bumass Bailey, however. And if Shotzi wins, she will be taking, of course, Bailey's spot in the Money in the Bank, as EO Sky accepted it on behalf of Bailey after what Bailey had done the week before. Also next week, however, the feud between Cameron Grimes and born-ass, bum-ass, black-stabbing bitch boy, baby, 
boring ass bum ass Burger King man and man Baron Corbin, however, on SmackDown. As Cameron Grimes, of course, got laid out once again by Corbin earlier tonight. Now, we also found out, however, that next week the tag team match, winner take all match, will take place as Ronda Rousey and Shayna Manish Baszler will take on Isla Dawn and uh, her associate, however, Kaylee Ray, of course, um, I forget what they call her, not Alpha, Isla Dawn. Alpha Fire. Alpha Fire. Alpha Fire, thank you. Alpha Fire, yes. Also, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, this show, like I said, tonight was interesting. We had Santos Escobar beat L.A. Knight. However, we had Selena Vega lose, of course, thanks to freaking Bailey, however, if you will, tonight at the hands of EO Sky. But, of course, also it had some interesting things. On the Grayson Waller Effect talk show tonight, however, we had Bianca Belair show up and Charlotte Flair was the guest. And you want to talk about Manish. You want to talk about hideous. I mean... If Michelle is here, I don't mean to disrespect her girl, but I would have to say tonight, she looked like a freaking absolute whore tonight. She looked so hoarse, it wasn't even funny. Justin, I think you know you've seen it already. Chad, if you haven't seen it, you have got to pull it up. It was absolutely hideous beyond words tonight, what Charlotte looked like today. It was a joke. It was a joke. Now, in addition to that, we also had the tag team turmoil match and another match tonight. Thousand Nietzsche and Akira Yim lost to Karrion Cross and Scarlett when Scarlett once again stuck her nose where it didn't belong, and as a result, our AJ Nietzsche got hosed. But we did hear how we now have a new number one contender team, and they will face off with Sammy and KO two weeks from now in London. And when the bra- it looked like the Brawling Brutes were going to win, however. Once again, the pissant, pathetic pieces of shit, pretty deadly. Yes, Austin Theory's boyfriends and dick-sucking boyfriends got the win over the Brawling Brutes after the Brawling Brutes went through every team, including Shit Row, who was a last-minute team into the match, and they only lasted all but three seconds. Unfortunately, Pretty Deadly came in as the last team and somehow only fought less than five minutes. And what happens after the Brawling Brutes go through everyone? from freaking the Street Profits who were eliminated first to the Good Brothers and the other teams, what do they do? Oh, yeah, let's continue to shit all over Ridge Hall and Butch and Sheamus and give these pieces of shit pretty deadly the win. So now it's going to be pretty deadly versus Sheamus and Kevin Owens two weeks from tonight in London, and I wouldn't be surprised if they give these pieces of shit pretty deadly the tag team titles. Mm-hmm. Okay, man. Yeah. Stranger things, as we've always said, has happened, has happened, and I guess even in wrestling, that also, of course, applies as well. So, apparently, apparently, like I said, who knows? That sense pretty deadly, of course, has been helping Austin Theory, of course, hold on to the U.S. title. How much you want to bet Austin Theory may end up returning the favor? So, I mean. Well, you talk about Theory. It's funny you mentioned Theory. Him and Oscar were not even on tonight. They weren't on. And again, I say this before, too, and I've been saying this for a while now. Where the hell has Bobby Lashley been? He continued to shit all over him. Everyone's all about, hey, we're the best, we're the best, we're the best. And then you got these pieces of shit pretty deadly, and now you got Charlotte the twat on. I mean, nice job, guys. Real nice booking. And then coming up on Monday, what do we got? Oh, yeah, Shin versus Bronson Reed. 
we're going to have Rawls with the Open Challenge. And, of course, uh, I have heard reports that it could be one of three people, and you guys are going to have you know, it could be, or actually four people I've heard. One, it could be Balor again, maybe. It could be Priest, possibly once again, after having that great match they had a while back. Uh, Finn, I know, is fighting him in a couple weeks, so Finn could get an early jump on this. The third name I keep hearing, however, could be, even though he's facing off with Seth Tuesday night at NXT, could be Braun Breaker making his Raw debut, an official Raw roster debut, because I think Tuesday night might be his last night on NXT, and then he might be coming up full-time after that. Or I could fear the worst at number four, and you guys are going to cringe when you hear this. The name I keep hearing, Douchebag Dum Dum with Mommy the Whore. Believe it or not. If WWE, WWE would have to be very desperate to give that boy, grant that boy the opportunity for that. And you know, watch. You know what? Don't do it. Don't do it, too, because I guarantee it's going to happen somehow. Which, of course, would be the ultimate embarrassment right there, in my personal opinion. Yep. Yeah, and then if that's not an embarrassment. We're going to have that lackluster piece of shit, Logan Paul, back on Monday night again. Yay. Could that be, of course, being worked between now and uh, I know, like I said, this is a long shot, of course, with it being two months away. Could this be something leading towards some something like uh, uh, maybe, maybe SummerSlam or maybe even sooner than that, maybe? I think possible SummerSlam, but again, he might be looking for a new opponent at SummerSlam. The question is, who would he face off at SummerSlam with? There's a lot. There's no, we haven't heard yet who it could be, you know. But again, watch. I guarantee that they're keeping it close to this. But watch. We'll find out sometime maybe on Raw Radio this Monday afternoon, maybe before Raw Monday night. But that once again, somehow Dum Dum and Mommy the Whore had to basically suck on her stick and say, Oh, please give my Dum Dum a freaking title shot. Please give it to him. Give me a fucking break. Well, I mean, what would definitely give us what would definitely give us a big break if someone actually were to get that belt off of Rhea Ripley? That would be the ultimate break. Uh, well, I've been hearing a lot of speculation that there is talk right now that possibly either Selena or Io could win the Money in the Bank in London in two weeks, and they're already talking. It could be Selena and Rhea too. In Detroit, coming up in six weeks. So you don't think that 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 as far as the women are concerned, you don't think they they would cash it in that same night? You never know; it could happen. But here's the kicker, though: what has Rhea done since she beat Charlotte with that belt? Oh, okay, she beat Natty, however, and she thinks to embarrass Natty on her birthday. And then what did she do? Before? She has hardly defended the title one time. They gave it to her on a silver fucking fire. Because look at her, like I said to you earlier this a few days ago, how it was like when Peter Griffin how I had that one. Said, ooh, shiny red ball, shiny red ball. It's like Rhea's like, ooh, shiny belt, shiny belt. Look at me. I'll dumb dumb come down and... Um, Dom will be my little bitch, however, and then we'll start making, we'll just be so happy how that mommy got a new toy. See, but you know freaking mommy's going to be in the court fucking dum-dum, however, if he shows up on Monday night. I, I'm telling you right now, mark my words, it's going to happen. They're going to give it Dom, go have Dom 
face Rollins. And I guarantee you, however, that it's going to blow up power because somehow, somehow, either Breaker's going to come in, it's going to be a DQ schmoz, or Rollins is going to punk out this guy. But I'll tell you right now, if you give that dum-dum Rollins' belt, however, and basically you're going to hear so much crap and total chaos in Cleveland, it's going to be ugly. Well, of course, well, of course it is. Of course it is, but but it's also it's and you can it's like I and of course it's like it's, it's like I, as I said before here that when it, that as, as you did point out of course obviously Rhea Ripley has not done hardly any defending of that belt since winning it from Charlotte at WrestleMania. Yes, I agree with that. But all but hold on, let me finish. Hold on, hold on, hold on, because you made some key points. I would just like to. Maybe add a couple here that might kind of kind of help you out here a little bit. That that uh, what was I yes, okay. Anyway, what I, what I was give me a second. They may one thing that that you know that they do that they do in order to kind of make Rhea Ripley, of course, you know, put Rhea Ripley over as a you know, as a top-notch young competitor, and I still and I emphasize that term very loosely. Of course, you know what I mean there. I'm sure JD, you wouldn't even understand what I'm saying. That obviously that they have her, like I said, even compete against the daughter of of a of a WWE uh, Hall of Famer, a member of one of the greatest wrestling families of all time, the niece. Of course, of one of the greatest WWE champions, of course, of all time. <clears throat> but what and, and what did they do? They make her lose in Saudi in Saudi Arabia after I think the match didn't even last. I don't think even uh, correct me if it was I'm a wrong. And a half. It was probably about 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 at least a minute and a half, two minutes. A minute and a half. Yeah, it was a minute and twenty. Remember, I told you. Yeah, man. Yeah, okay. So it, was, so it was not. It was not very long. Yes, but the thing. But the thing about it is, is that my thing. I thought that was, you know, going back and actually reading, reading about that. I know that happened. I know that happened a long time ago. But like I said, reading on that a little bit, you know, that right there, you this academic here, that that obviously, you know, they kind of. Uh, you know, it's almost it's kind of like it's what WWE, of course, has been doing. Of course, as far as Cody's concerned about stomping all over the Rhodes family, it seems now all of a sudden they're they're do, they're doing that now. Obviously, here towards of course the Hart family, and of course, if it wasn't for of course the Hart family to begin with, WWE would be would would definitely of course would not be able to, you know, prosper from. From all the successes that they've had, of course, during during it during you know, you know during its lifetime. I mean, keep in mind, of course, all those associated with the Hart family. I mean, as we said, Bret Hart, Jim Neidhart, uh, the British Bulldog. Uh, um, I'm sure, uh, of course, of course, uh, you know, you would you, you could even factor Brian Pillman into it, of course. Uh, because he was somehow, of course, involved teaming up with him, of course, on numerous occasions. And the thing about it is, is that even, of course, several years ago when they officially decided 
to, of course, induct, you know, the Heart Foundation as, as, and of course, they did the right thing of doing it as the actual tag team we all loved, of course, many years ago. And that was Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart, which I figured that's the way they were going to do that. You know, and the thing about it is, you know, that was a, that was, that was, like I said, a, a, obviously, of course, a feather in the cap, of course, of the Rhodes family. But ever since, of course, all that happened, they have not done anything, of course, to, to, of course, to officially give, you know, the Hart family any, any, any more cred and all that. But I just still, and see, seeing that, seeing after what happened to Natalia, you know, at the hands of Rhea Ripley at Night of Champions, this made me think they were doing the Cody, the, the Cody Rhodes thing, like I said, uh, on Natalia, because, of course, just like your dad, has been stepping all over the, the, uh, Rhodes family for for a long time. They've now started doing it to the Hart family, and that is, of course, one hundred percent despicable. And that, and at least, of course, you know, for for the most part, I mean, at least for the most part, you know, at least you got several companies that that, of course, you know, have have one hundred percent truly, truthfully acknowledged, of course, the accomplishments, of course. That the Hart family has made, regardless of wherever they wrestled that and everything like that. But the thing about it is, is that you don't use someone of that stature in order to, you know, put somebody over and all that just and just to make make yourself feel superior. I mean, the thing about it is, is that you know, I mean, granted, you know, if Rhea Ripley did, like I said, in the background, you know, does in a way have some moniker of respect, of course, for what. Natalia and her family, of course, have accomplished over the years that that right there, you know, that's that's her business. But the thing about it is right there, I'm sure that even she was one of those that had to have been somewhat hesitant in even doing that and all. And even and so obviously. It's just it's, you know, Natalia, obviously, of course, in my personal point of view, was definitely, but is definitely, of course, going in towards Night of Champions. Was my personal, in my personal opinion, like I said, was screwed over and all that because once again, technically, in a way, if you really think about this, Rhea didn't win that match. Dominic won that match. Why? Because he was the one that made sure that Rhea held on to the title. So I mean that's basically that's basically what I'm pretty much going to say. The credit may be given to, may have been given to Rhea Ripley, but but it was Dominic that was of course the one that caused that caused all this to go that caused all this to go down. I understand so, why things are liking some stupid cheering right. and and making and, and cheering him. Right. Well, and, and, and 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 right. And I and, and and as I mentioned before here last night on Wolfpack, Justin, I understand where you're coming from as well. But again, we're all just stating our opinions here. I mean, oh wait a minute, popular heel. That's why popular because 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 I mean like because I I learned from the dictionary. I mean like uh, um I mean like a heel who um who um who gets cheered because they did because they did with the Rock at, at WrestleMania 19 in 2003. Well, I mean, obviously, of course, and JD, you can even agree with this, of course, going back old school here. Even though this man, of course, was always well, was always, of course, well known, of course, obviously as a heel. It took, it didn't even take long for this man to finally become a fan favorite. And of course, you know, I'm referring 
to the one and only Stone Cold Steve Austin after what happened at WrestleMania 13. It took one match to get him over. Whereas, of course, I said here today, it's taken a lot longer. You know, a don't lot forget, longer. don't forget his girl Becky Lynch. Yep. Yeah, of course. I mean, and and you know, obviously, of course, obviously, of course, like I said, at some point here down the road, like I said, a lot of people are going to be. And, and and as far as like I said, the women's money to bank ladder match goes here. For, just go around. I'm gonna I'm gonna end my personal oh. opinions about that, that. Let me finish this, and then I promise you, you may say something. But as far as this women's well, money, I bank just, met, I, oh, this is great. I love this, guys. Jeremy Thomas was reporting some 411 mania. <laughs> dumb dumb. Okay. Dum Dum has come into his own as a heel in WWE, and he recently talked about where his persona came from. However, the Judgment Day members spoke with Kenny McIntosh for Inside the Ropes and talked about how he always wanted to play heel, despite everyone assuming he would be a babyface like his father, Ray. This is what he said. I don't know. I think it's kind of just always secretly been hidden to me, and I'm kind of just this dick, which, which he is, which, like with all things, it just came naturally to me, man. I don't know what it was, but I think what really helped me is, I guess... When I was training with Lance and with Jay Lethal, I guess everyone thought I was just going to be a babyface like my dad and just be a good guy all the time. So when I would do practice matches, I would want to be a heel. I wanted to be the bad guy, so I trained most of the time. My practice matches, I was always the bad guy. He continued. So it was always fun to get kind of into that character. Once I got the opportunity, I was like, I'm not going to board. RBI is going to be that one. I've always trained, wanted to be the bad guy. Guys like Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, Chris Jericho, guys like that I grew up watching. That's how I wanted to do it. So, obviously, of course, this could be just primarily, as, as me and you, J.D., speculated on Wolfpack last night, that this could be pretty much a, you know, this is obviously, of course, possibly nothing more than an act. So, and this, because, now, correct me if I'm also wrong about this, J.D., as I mentioned here before, that there was a story that came out a while back that in order for WWE's uh, story to go on, of course, in this thing that they were doing between, uh, you know, Dominic and Ray, that what they did was, was that, like I said, that Dominic and Ray could not, in, like I said, in real life, could not be out in public with, 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 with each other because that would kind of ruin right. the whole concept of it. So, but, but basically, like I said, it sounds like I speculated here. And like I said, well, I'm not taking sides in this because I feel the same way y'all do as far as, of course, this whole thing is concerned. But I think deep down in a way, and I'm pretty certain, obviously, of course, that Ray and, you know, Ray and his wife and his, uh, and, and, and his daughter, of course, obviously were kind of briefed on about doing all this, of course, as well. And if they gave the okay to do this, then I mean, I mean, it's one, it's, it's, it's kind of a off the wall thing, but I mean, I've seen a lot of weirder storylines in WWE. I know JD, you have, I know Justin, you have, and I'm sure a lot of other guys, of course, here has as well. So we're definitely going to watch all this very carefully here, guys. And, and like you said, JD, I will go and agree with you as far as, of course, this open challenge that Rollins apparently is, is supposed to be actually doing. I do hope and pray to God that the man that they don't they don't give the opportunity to 
is dominant Mysterio because in my personal point of view, he's not ready. That's all I'm gonna say about it. But what? But 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 obviously of course obviously of course they're not gonna really give a darn about anybody else's opinion. They're gonna do what they wish. So uh-huh. but yeah, that's always been the case. And they say they're supposed to be listening to the fans, and they're not listening to them. So, so what can we say? What that was it? They always say, "Go figure," right? So there you go. Okay. Now, of course, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much, here, guys. Of course, big time. Of course, um, big time points of view here, indeed, here tonight. Um, and obviously, of course, here. And I will. I was also one that I was going to say about the women's million to bank ladder match. By the way that whoever, of course, wins that or any other female competitor, of course, here as well, that I'm pretty certain as far as both Rhea and As and I, I, I about called her something else, but Asuka is concerned that they're that definitely are going to have to be putting, having eyes in the back of their head because they know they're going to have a lot of this female talent, regardless of whatever show it is, gunning for them. You know that. We all know that. So obviously, uh-huh. of course, and and the thing and the thing about it is they're not going to be prepared for that. They're not going to be surprised. I mean, WWE, of course, is not going to have that in any sort of in any sort of lot of, of itinerary for what what they're going to do with the show and all that stuff. It's just going to come out, and it's just pretty much going to happen, in my personal opinion. Because, like, well, like I said, quick. go oh, ahead. Real quick, though. All right, you're right. Real quick, and I know you didn't see it, but uh, Justin saw it. And just want to send you, Chad. Just you'll have to agree with me on this one, though. If you go back and watch tonight, Chad, if you get a chance, the Grace of Waller talk show from tonight, and see Bianca and Charlotte, you will swear to God, Charlotte looks so mannish and hoarse tonight. It wasn't even funny. It was. Oh, pathetic. I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. And would you agree with me there, Justin, that she looked mannish and hoarse tonight? Yeah, I saw on the Grayson Waller. I saw on the Grayson Waller. Yeah, yeah, I mean that was pathetic beyond words tonight. Well, were we were we obviously going to be surprised about that? Uh, Especially after how? But you think? No, but you thought Charlotte would be dressed like like she normally is in the robe, and of course the. Semi-feminine. Look what she when she came back last week. She I mean, it was okay, but tonight it looked like she went through freaking. She had a bad hair day, hour, and a bad body day. I mean, seriously, she looks so mannish. She can been getting like surgery. What? What's that, Justin? She's been getting. She, Charles been getting surgery. Yeah, yeah, Chad. Trust me, he's right. I mean, her lips looked they were redone. She got bigger, a little bit bigger. It's just, it was it was just so pathetic. Like, this show was absolutely lazy, lackluster, and lethargic tonight. And I shudder to think what they're going to do here. I mean, you're two weeks away from Money in the Bank. You're six weeks away from Summer Scam. What are you trying to prove? Oh, look at me. I have a sort of flair. And like I said, Michelle came on last night, and if she was on here tonight, I'd say the same thing. What are you trying to prove? Oh, just because your name's Flair Howard and because who your daddy is, you deserve another title opportunity. And she says, I don't politic and cut in front of the line. 
bull-fucking shit you don't. You've been doing it your whole life, you stupid twat. You've had everything handed to you on a silver fucking platter because your daddy is friends with Hunter and Vince Hunter, and your daddy has been sucking Vince and Hunter's cock to get you everything handed to you on a silver fucking platter. Don't lie. Well, also, if you... If you also kind of ponder all this as well, and of course hear, hearing about some of the the early beginnings, of course, of how Charlotte got into WWE and everything like that, and and as much as I hate to really make make light of, light of this, with of course nothing but the utmost respect, that I'm pretty certain all this may not have possibly even been possible if not if if of course if if of course. The situation involving her brother Reed did not happen because it was supposed to have been his moment, but since we all knew from there, and so obviously Charlotte decided to take that on, and she was not even, of course, even a a, a desire yeah. to be a wrestler. I mean, she was going to do something else. I mean, I, at least there was some talk about it, but I mean, so. But, but there you go, of course, on that. But but like I, said, I hate to make light of that because, like I said, I know that's a very sensitive subject as far as far as, as, far as the Flair family is concerned. So with respect, but yeah. just stating a small point, that's pretty much all I'm saying there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, of course, I think J.D. and Justin have been kind of itching to hear about this. And so I'm, I am, of course, like I said, all set and prepared here. And of course, and my apologies for it taking as long as it did, but we've only of course got everything, of course, etched in stone here. And let's go ahead and bring that here to you. First off, the spectacular six-way prediction title challenge, of course, as we said, um, what happened, of course, May 26th, Impact Under Siege, Night of Champions from May 27th, NXT Battleground, and Double or Nothing from May 28th. The NWA Crockett Cup, of course, on June 3rd and 4th. And, of course, against all odds, it took place last Friday the 9th. Um, as far as, and keep in mind, of course, here, uh, uh, several key notes here I will have to go ahead and point out. Uh, first of all, first of all here, um, there were several matches that I did not, of course, officially have any. Um, was not able to get on there in time because they were not they were not officially of course up um, they were not officially of course here um, uh, they were not officially of course available at the time that I'm sorry banking obviously of course here this list so but that being said here, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, everybody did get, of course, points, at, of course, as, as resulting, of course, from that. And keep in mind, among some of those matches that we were not able to add on, of course, one was obviously, of course, from Double or Nothing. Of course, that involved Chris Statlander, of course, returning at Double or Nothing and, of course, winning the TBS title, of course, from Jade Cargill. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the matches, of course, having to do with the NWA Crockett Cup. And that right there, ladies and gentlemen, was the biggest, and I do emphasize this, ladies and gentlemen, the biggest, of course, uh, <coughs> uh, payday, of course, in my 
in my per, in my personal opinion here, um, as far as as far as as far as of course all this is concerned, um, because there was believe it or not, between keep in mind the Crockett Cup, of course, was a two night event, and obviously between night one and night two. There was a there was an additional thirty two matches. Of course, a lot of them having to do with the uh, quarterfinals, semifinals, and the finals of the Crockett Cup. Which, believe it or not, guys, were, the Crockett Cup was won by the team of Mike Knox and Trevor Murdoch. Which, by the way, if anyone did not hear who won that, um, um, but anyway, uh, <clears throat> so everybody did get an additional. 32 points. I had already factored in, of course, some of the others that we had in here. But here, let's go ahead and run it down here. Of course, I will start at the bottom and then and then go up. Everybody still did well. Uh, I did say we were, that seven people were involved that were involved in this. Officially, ladies and gentlemen, it was actually eight because there was one person who did not vote in the opinion polls. He voted in his chat box. And, of course, it was our good friend, the one that, of course, obviously um, does, of course, uh, uh, I'm sure that J.D. wants to get his hands around his neck here at some point down the road. And that is, of course, Danny Below Park uh, <laughs> with, with respect to with respect, J.D., but that's just my personal opinion. Um, but let's go ahead here and bring you bring you, of course, of course, in order, of course, how many points everyone received first off of course um there was a tie for last place between quentin davis and newcomer rick jackson with 37 points not too bad our next one of course was todd robinson uh, with 44 points our next one was danny from oak park with 46 uh justin you came in next uh, with 49 points, which you did not, that's not too bad. Uh, also, um, let's see, wait a minute, I want to make sure that I didn't, make sure that I did not skip. Um, now, wait a minute, hold on, I might have, now, let me, let me read, hold on, hold on, I, I kind of, hold on, I screwed up here, just a second here. Uh, no, Quentin and Rick Jackson, of course, like I said, was, was tied for last place with 37 the next one would have been KT Michener, who had 40. Then it would have been Todd Robinson with 44. It would have been Danny with 46. Then it would have been Justin with 49. JD, you came in second with 55. And ladies and gentlemen, and ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the spectacular six-way prediction title challenge with a total of 74 points. The King of Clubs, Mitt Patel. Pull it out of his ass again. Nice job, Mitt. Good job. But I gave you a scare there. So, uh, number two, yeah. that's not bad. I'll take right, right. And, but, J.D., but listen, of course, very carefully because that, as you know, of course, here, the winner of the challenge, of course, ladies and gentlemen, once again, of course, is getting, will get, of course, another uh, opportunity, of course, at the, that uh, we'll get, we'll get an opportunity at the WCWS World Heavyweight Championship, of course, against Mitt. 
And of course, as I have said before, in the event that Mitt does win these challenges, whoever comes in second will receive it. And JD, it looks like you will once again have another opportunity at that belt because it'll be yeah. you, you versus Mitt. So I'm sure JD, okay. you, you right. Well, I'm sure you probably have a unique strategy on how to do so, and um, and I'll have to be. And now, of course, I will ponder very heavily as to how uh, and as to the type of stipulation we will possibly add to this. So I will, of course, keep you informed about. Uh, uh, right. Okay, so, uh, but of course, also there will be belts. There will be belts, of course, like we said, uh, having to do with uh, Impact US as well as um, NXT US, AEW US, and NWA US as well. So definitely, so 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 congratulate. So thank, I think everyone, that, even though it was only eight people that took part in this one, with six with six events, of course, but uh, but that's okay. But hopefully, we will have, of course, more people, of course, do this next time. Now, as far as the voting for the Heavenly King of the Ring, we had actually, believe it or not, we had 12 people take part in this on the Heaven Wrestling Federation Facebook page. 12 people uh, <clears throat> take part in this. And, of course, the official, the official uh, voting for here was, as I mentioned here before, uh, forgive me if I do not have all of the names here, but we do have, we did have, of course, uh, uh, um, Todd Robinson and one other gentleman only received, did not get any points at all in any of the voting. Also, of course, there was several people that only got one point. Among some of those people, of course, was William Banks, our good friend, the human suplex machine, John Gross. Also, I do believe a gentleman by the name of Derek Stout, I believe is his name. That's what his name. I believe that's his name. And his also, name? Derek Stout. S T O U T is his last name. Friend of uh, mine. I know him. You know him? Okay, you do. And also, Mike Carpenter also received one point in this, of course, as well. Now, as far as everybody else goes, uh, everybody else did not do too shabby here as well. Um, of course, we will once again do just like what we did before. Uh, next after that, of course, Justin, you did receive 12 points here for this. Very good. Uh, a gentleman by the name of William Ford, F-O-R-D, as in the car. William Ford received 13 points. Michelle got 17 points. Uh, also, a gentleman by the name of Russell McDaniel, he actually received 19. And ladies and gentlemen, the winner of, of course, the voting for the Heavenly King of the Ring, as we said, that did, of course, result in the legendary Latino Heat, Eddie Guerrero, winning the overall tournament with 20 points. The Iceman, Jared Geronimo. J.D., you pulled you pulled. Oh, up. I was close. Close, guys. Very close. Good matches, guys. And Michelle, good match. I mean, that was close. I thought you were going to give me a beat down, but so I took that honor. Well, well, and this is how we're going to do this, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, we did have several people that did not did that did not of course that, 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 that one point or no points at all in this. Those people, of course, are going to be involved in a battle in a battle royal. 
well as, of course, there'll be another one that will involve you, J.D., also Michelle, Justin, William Ford, and Russell McDaniel. And the winners of both of these events uh, will go on to face, to face go one-on-one -on -one with one another to determine who will get the opportunity to choose which WCWS Trivia Championship Series belt they wish to go after next. And it does not matter what belt it is. Uh, you'll be able to, of course, uh, you'll be able to, of course, like I said, make, make that determination if you do, of course, win. Uh, you get to choose what belts, of course, uh, that uh, you, you which belt you get a chance to, of course, uh, compete for. So definitely, of course, keep that in mind here as well when you, of course, uh, um, choose all that. So but my apologies, of course, for the long wait here and getting this situated. But we did, of course, fully establish that. Um, but I can, but I will make the other matches from the spectacular six-way prediction title challenge this weekend. But ladies and gentlemen, I can go ahead and confirm. Now, Mitt will also be can be involved in another match for another title, since he did take part. But since Mitt already holds the big belt, obviously he does he does have he'll have, of course, at least one match that he'll have to compete in. I'm sure JD, you're going to probably give Mitt a run for his money this time. So it's all be, of course, pretty good here as well. So uh <clears throat> also now, JD, if while we have a, a few extra moments here before before we get any last minute thoughts here from you, let's see if we do have any trending stories to bring. Maybe you might have I'm not near my computer right now, unfortunately, however, so I think we can skip that, but I will give you a pre-roll radio because I'm going to be taking off pretty soon, however, so we might not want to hold off on the source unless, uh, like I Okay, said, well, well we, 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 will, we will start that back. We'll start that back. We'll, I'll talk in a minute. I will start back on that on Monday, then. We'll just do it that way. So, well, ladies and gentlemen, we'll keep back to that Monday on Raw Radio. Of course, J.D. will, will no doubt, of course, uh, Give his personal thoughts and opinions about some trending uh, wrestling stories here, of course, as well. So, uh, JD, with that being said, of course, you said you wish to, of course, preview about what will be talked about, of course, on Raw Radio, of course, on Monday. We'll talk about, of course, the aftermath of the first AEW Collision show tomorrow night in Chicago, which should be very interesting. Of course, we'll have a lot to talk about there. We will give you our preview of Forbidden Door that's coming up next weekend. Plus, they'll really talk about money in the bank. We'll look back at the U.S. Open, of course, and tell you who the big winner was in Tinseltown on Sunday, however. So you definitely want to stay tuned, plus some other sports and wrestling news. Our main event predictions, of course, Justin, you, along with you, Chad, Michelle, hopefully, Gerard, Ann, J-Bell, Jeff, Rhonda, Fonzie, uh, Shaq, of course, the Hard Rod, Ron Hancock, the King of Fonzie, Patel, and everyone else will be joining us for episode 397. We're still... Three episodes away, ladies and gentlemen, from the Magic 400. We will be hitting it soon, so be sure to check that out. One three eight seven four four pound this Monday at 3 p.m. And before I go, I just want to wish a very special person, however, turning 70 years old today, my mother. So I'd like to say happy birthday to her. And on that note, I'm going to get rolling. I will talk to you guys throughout the weekend. Enjoy Collision tomorrow night. It should be a damn good show, especially with that big six-person main event in Chicago. So don't forget, bell time, 8 o'clock, TNT with the new three-man announced team of Nigel McGuinness, Kevin Kelly, and good old JR.
And also, JD, one quick thing. I'm sure since you heard about the broadcast team, I'm sure you also heard about what the new opening theme is going to be for Collision. Which is Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting by Elton John. Hey, it works. There you go. Hey. Well, apparently, right. I guess the other way he did with, with for Jungle Boy with that song by Tarzana, he does it again. Yeah. With uh, and also that one for John Moxley one time, but now of course he does it for of course one of his shows. So there you go, very good. Yeah. Very good. All right, guys, I'll talk to you throughout the weekend. Enjoy collision all night. I'll talk to you guys throughout the weekend and on Monday. I'll stay safe and also a happy Father's Day too, JD, because as is for Sunday is Father's Day. Yes. All the dads out there, past and present, definitely need. Yeah, indeed. To take care and please stay safe, bud. We'll talk at you, of course, uh, next week, and just keep in touch over the weekend. Sounds good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Take care and stay safe. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, we do, of course, thank the Iceman Jared Dijuama for, of course, joining us here tonight and giving his personal take on a lot of things, of course, uh, going on with SmackDown as well as, of course, uh, so a few other little topics here and there, of course, especially in the world of sports. Uh, um, obviously, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we did not get opportunity to find out anything about tonight's edition of Rampage, which I'm sure there'll probably be some more discussion on that possibly coming up Monday on Raw Radio. So be sure to listen to that. As JD said, one three eight seven four four pound coming up here this Monday afternoon. Of course, like I said, JD. Of course, your host, and of course, with myself being your announcer. Uh, and also, as we said, of course, uh, our infamous panel, Way Too Tough to Handle, of course, and maybe hearing from, obviously, we'll be hearing from Justin, I'll be maybe hearing from Mitt, maybe hearing from Michelle, and then many, many others here, of course, as well. And who knows, Justin may even bring his paddle and kind of pop JD in the rear end. With it. I don't know, but I mean, that's mm-hmm. what he wishes to do that. So. But we'll leave, we'll leave that up to him, of course. But in the meantime, be sure to catch all that, of course, on Raw Radio coming up this Monday afternoon during the 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time Hour. With that being said, of course, ladies and gentlemen, um, just, a, just a couple of quick things to point out here. Be sure to, of course, as always, check out all of our pages over the weekend, of course, on Facebook as we continue to add a lot of great stuff, including wrestling matches, pro- wrestling promos, and, of course, vignettes. To, of course, also on some of our other pages, of course, um, um, cl- uh, classic clip, cl- classic clips from uh, movies, uh, television, um, uh, even classic video games, uh, just different things, of course, with, with the post different items, also other uh, posts and videos and, 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 and photos and all that great stuff. Also, keep in mind, I want to emphasize the WCWS Movie Channel, as we've been adding, of course, a few movies here lately. And, ladies and gentlemen, I had the, I had the, um, I had the fortunate, uh, I had the fortunate uh, luck yesterday to officially, to finally, officially add the Arnold Schwarzenegger '80s classic Commando to the Movie Channel page. So you get an opportunity to go to there and check that out, pull that up and watch it. It is the full-length movie, uh, so be sure to definitely check that out here as well as some of the other movies. And, of course, you, you can some of the other movies, of course, that you can, of course, check out 
on our page on our movie channel page facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash wcws goes hollywood also of course as we said fan empire entertainment cavalcade sports roundup the game show alley page and of course many many more and of course the video vault and our wrestling tribute pages check those out here as well uh, and so of course ladies and gentlemen before we get ready to of course call it of course uh what was it what, what we consider to be a big time week here in the world of wrestling here in the radio network ladies and gentlemen we cannot it would not be appropriate to officially end it without of course hearing from one more person of course with some additional wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays <clears throat> which of course you can actually find also on wcw us fan empire entertainment cavalcade and sports roundup of course every day seven days a week of course our main man right here the godfathers of soul and the mega ultra stud and of course the ladies just got out of the hot tub of course and are feeling his are feeling his uh young muscles of course justin is let's just say justin's getting very happy <laughs> just kidding justin just kidding uh, in the meantime, uh, just let's see what you have here as far as any additional wrestling and or pop culture history and birthdays for today, June 16th. Okay. Today, see. Uh, Oh, sorry. Hold on a Okay, today, today's a, uh, you know, Jungle Jack, well, Jack Perry's birthday was. Is, wasn't yesterday's chance today okay well I, okay well as, as i said of course obviously uh of course we're we're uh, of course who, whoever posted it yesterday obviously possibly did not look at the date close enough but, but thank you of course for that uh thank you of course for that little update right there I appreciate that and today is a happy 48th birthday to Sean uh, to um Rebecca Hickenbottom um um original her name was Rebecca Searcher her name um ringing WCW was Whisper and she was she's currently married to WWE Hall of Famer the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels ah uh, yes and on this day in 2000 in 2003 See, um, after bad, bad blood, 
don't know why WWE booked this chair um test um um for injuring May Young. Hmm. Remember, remember yeah, he, a big it was Bischoff's idea he did that put to punish her and um um fabulous Moolah for um laughing at him for, for humiliating him at the night at um bad blood. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Redneck trifle fine. And, and um the kid the um the, um the kid kiss kissing kissing thing and uh Randy Orton Randy Orton versus um eight um face off against Maven and Maven um I mean Randy Orton won. Now, I don't know why Shawn Michaels didn't no show no show on on the snipe chat and I mean because after after he because because he should have attacked you should uh, Shawn Michaels should have attacked Randy Orton after costing him the match against Ric Flair. On, on this night, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know why WWE didn't book that. Maybe or that why I think maybe it's because um he's trying. I think it's maybe it's because he's trying to. Heal, it's maybe it's because he's healing from the injury. Injury on um, the blood he got from um the steel chair he got from Randy Orton or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you mentioned payback. Payback 2013, right? Uh, yes, I did. Yes, I think I think um, um, w, I think WWE fans seem to forget that, that Chris Jericho started this feud first with um CM Punk. Because remember what he did? Remember he uh CM Punk? Remember uh um Chris Jericho um made um what he did was alcoholism. You made me yeah, that, that's and, that, and so he deserves to have his victory. CM Punk. Oh yeah, I remember. I remember that. I, I remember that. I think Jericho got what he deserved at, in Chicago, in CM Punk's hometown, Chicago. After after that, um, after what he did, um, after that, after he, when he feuded with him over um, CM Punk's alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Punk was the babyface, and Jericho was the heel. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. See. See. What, what else? What else? Uh. Try to see what's um. So you trying to find some sports history on this day. And on this day in 2013, in, in, in the 2000 in the NBA Finals, the Miami, the San Antonio Spurs beat the my Heat, my former hometown um, team, Miami Heat, 114 to 114 in Game Five of the 2013 NBA Finals. It's San in 
in the AT&T Center in San Antonio, Texas, and it aired on ABC. Okay. Oh, yeah. And that's it. Okay. I do remember that, by the way. Thank you very much there, of course, here, Justin. Of course, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, as I said, you can always check out Justin's daily wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report. Of course, keep in mind, as far as wrestling is concerned, on WCWUS Fan Empire, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWUS appreciation. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, your uh, entertainment portion of your pop culture report you can check out on WCWUS Entertainment Cavalcade, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash uh, WCWUS Entertainment. And also, of course, as far as sports is concerned, WCWS Sports Roundup, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS Sports Time. You can definitely, of course, check all that out in addition to, of course, checking out a lot of the, a lot of the classic, uh, a lot of the classic, of course, um, a lot of the classic, of course, uh, um, of course, uh, Events, of course, concerning baseball, basketball, football, uh, hockey, boxing, golf, Formula One racing, and other, of course, sports. You can check all that out, of course, right here on the Sports Roundup page. So, ladies and gentlemen, of course, I, we want everyone, of course, to definitely stay safe, of course, here or, or, or during this weekend. Of course, as we did point out, um, uh, a happy Father's Day, of course, to all of the dads out there, out there here, of course. Um, um, <clears throat> out there, of course, like I said, who have definitely made a difference, of course, in the, in the lives of in, in, in the lives, of course, of their children, of course, and those who, of course, are like father figures, of course, here as well, who definitely, who definitely, of course, one hundred percent. Who definitely, of course, like I said, uh, also get, of course, a lot, definitely, of course, do a whole lot, of course, for, 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 you know, for their kids, for the kids, of course, here as well. Um, we do salute you, of course, and thank you very much for making a difference in, of course, all of our lives here indeed. Uh, <clears throat> and also, of course, we want to once again, of course, continue to think about all those affected by a lot of the big-time um, situations that's going on here in our country and in our world. Let's continue to keep a lot. Like keep let's continue to do our very best to help to help a lot to help people to help all these folks keep their spirits up and all that, and know that of course that there is always light at the end of the tunnel, and of course to stay of course very very hopeful. And very, very optimistic, of course, as hopefully things will hopefully improve sometime here in the near future. So let's definitely, of course, continue to, of course, definitely sit back, take a moment, and, of course, pray for everything, of course, going on here in our world. And hopefully that something that, of course, something will definitely, of course, uh, some, some good, something good will come out of all this. And we can, of course, go back to having some semblance of normalcy here in our, in our, in, in this old world, of course, right here. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, take care and stay safe out there. 
Ford, the Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis Fleming, and the Iceman, Jared D. Geronimo. This is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw saying thank you very much for listening. As we said, of course, uh, definitely check out WCWS Power Hour tomorrow night at 6 o'clock p.m., 141364 pound, uh, <clears throat> to review everything that took place, of course, this week in the wrestling world and also in the uh, radio network. Of course, also your wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays for tomorrow. And, of course, any additional wrestling news that has come in between overnight tonight and, and of course, uh, tomorrow will definitely highlight that here as well, courtesy of 411 Mania. Like I said, 6 o'clock tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, 141364-pound for WCWUS Power Hour. Ladies and gentlemen, please take care. Please stay safe out there once again. As we said, happy Father's Day to, of course, everyone, those who are fathers and those who are father figures. <clears throat> And also, of course, enjoy, enjoy, of course, as J.D. said, enjoy to, to the debut tomorrow night, of course, of AEW Collision, where, of course, as I said here before, you'll get a chance to hear Elton John's classic Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting as Collision's opening theme. And, of course, we can't wait to see. Oh, that's one. That's a good song. Yes, it is. Yeah, man. Saturday, Saturday. That's right. There you go. And also, ladies and gentlemen, who knows, I may use that as an opening theme here on one of our shows here in the future. So I may keep that song handy. Uh, also, keep also keep in mind, also keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> that of course we'll see how Nigel McGinnis, Kevin Kelly, and Jim Ross will work out, of course, as the new broadcast team for Collision. So it will all be pretty darn good indeed. So take care and stay safe out there, folks. Uh, and like I said, enjoy AEW Collision. And, of course, check out everything we've got going on in WCWS. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, take care. Please stay safe. Remember, since 2015, you're a source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only, the WCWS Radio Network. Once again, congratulations to the Kenny Clubs Mint Patel for winning the spectacular six-way prediction title challenge. And also congratulations to the Iceman Jared D. Geralmo for winning to the voting the uh, voting cycle for the Heavenly King of the Ring tournament. And now and then of course ladies and gentlemen matches for, from both of those for having to do with both of those will be posted this weekend. So be sure to look out for that. Justin, take care and stay safe, and we'll talk at you here between now and, of course, Monday on Raw Radio. Have a good evening. Have a great weekend. Definitely, my friend, please stay safe, and, of course, enjoy your weekend as well. Definitely take care.